Michaela. Hello. I'm Justin. I'm Allison. And this is Robots on Typewriters, episode number 145. 145? I'm going to sneeze so hard. <laughs> this is 145, the special Robots on Typewriters one for five deal. You can get mm. one episode for the price of five, one but all of our episodes are free. So it's the same price as ever. 145 wine or whatever that is. Oh, wow. <laughs> Bringing back a really old joke on, mm. uh, on Robots on Typewriters. It's Four like we've been encouraged to, to listen shadowing. to old episodes. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, what is it that we do here? If, if we ever do, because it has been, it's been quite a while. It just, it's uh, been a life. It's been a time. Do you, have you heard the phrase, it's been donkeys or it's been donkeys years? No. Because donkey's ears are long, so like donkey's years is a long time, <laughs> is I think how that works. Irish people say it, or at least okay. Bill says it. <laughs> okay. It's been donkeys since we've uh, done an episode. It's been donkeys. Maybe it's short for it's been redonkulously long. Mm. It's been a long time since we've done this podcast, Robots yeah. on Typewriters, about computational creativity. It's a podcast where we use computers and we look at how other people use computers to create art and comedy and music and be more creative or even trick those computers into being creative on their own, sometimes Mm. using tools like machine learning or neural networks or even just silly little random number generators. On this podcast, we have two segments. The first segment is called The Zesty Hat where we highlight some computational creativity from around the internet. And the second segment, the trashy toy, has us play a computationally creative game using the tools that we feature on this show. It does. And this week, it's kind of a a jumble. It's been a long time since we've remembered how this podcast (laughs) works. So we have actually gotten some fan feedback. So what I'm going to propose is... (laughs) That uh, makes it sound like it's like we have had people saying, where the fuck have you been? And you should actually make this podcast sometime. Yeah, we've gotten some letters, not all of them positive. <laughs> uh, now, we've been getting some fan uh, females emails. Yeah, some, yeah. We've been getting some, some fan emails and tweets uh, about things that people who listen to this podcast have made or noticed. So I propose we get to those second uh, yes. And you highlight those because I wanted to highlight yes. something that happened IRL uh, roughly in the Robots on Typewriters family uh, since our last episode. And that was Cooey 2021. Cooey 2021. Yeah, Cooey 2021. Um, if you have not been listening for uh, very long, Cooey is conversational user interfaces a conference that was kind of established a couple of years ago, founded by uh, my PhD supervisor, Ben Cowan, and his, at the time, postdoc, and my good friend, good friend of the pod, Dr. Lee Michael Harry Clark. Gotta say them all. You, it's our legal obligation. It's our legal obligation he pays us. Uh, it's a, a conference where people present research all about uh, conversational interfaces. So things like chatbots, things like GPT-2, things like Alexa and Siri, uh, a bunch of the sorts of things that we talk about on this podcast. And 
for three years in a row, there's also been a Robots on Typewriters paper published <laughs> at this conference. Absolutely ridiculous. And lest you think, lest you think it's all nepotism, this is a peer-reviewed, uh, blinded review process. So people, academics in this field, in this topic area, who have not worked with me in any context have had to read these papers that we write together. And for the third year in a row, they've decided that uh, it has academic merit and should be presented to other experts in the field. <laughs> uh, so this year, me, Lee, and Allison presented a paper called LGBTQAI? Exploring Gender and Sexuality in Chatbots or something like that. Um, I made a video of my presentation for that paper, so we can link that in the comments. I also, I, I realized in past Cooey's, I did like a little rundown of things that went on in Cooey um, that were relevant. Hmm. I only found maybe one paper that I would say was a computational creativity paper at this year's Cooey, mm -hmm. but I want to give a quick explanation of what that was just to shout out some research. So there was a little paper called Democratizing Design and Fabrication Using Speech by Andrea Quadro, David Godic and J.D. Zamfrescu Pereira from the first two authors from Cornell Tech in New York and the third author from UC Berkeley in California. Um, and I, I got a chance to talk to a couple of the authors of this paper about what they did. So they had people um, look at a little book of like Christmas ornaments and then design their own Christmas ornament using speech. So they either talked to like a, a faked up little Alexa or a faked up little Alexa next to a laptop. And if they were in the laptop condition, whatever they were designing out loud, they got to see like a preview of. If they weren't, um, then they just got to tell the Alexa what they wanted and the Alexa would be like, all right, you want a round ornament or whatever. Um, in reality, there was just a person like kind of operating things in the background. Uh, but then after they designed their ornament, uh, a maker space like a, a 3D printing or a, maybe a two and a half D printing lab like actually made their ornament Aww. and gave it to them. Oh my god, that's and so then fun. they evaluated how well the ornament came out based on you know what they had in mind. That's so. Fun. The paper has some pictures of like their sketch of what they wanted their ornament to look like, the computer like mock up of it if there were if they were in the like screen condition, and then them holding their ornaments. Um, and you can you want to take a guess at, at kind of the difference between people who had a screen and did not have a screen um. in people's like impressions of their ornament? <laughs> Probably the screen ones, I would assume. You are absolutely right. Yeah, this build this built on some other work in the field that uh, implied, you know, sometimes screens help us catch errors. Mm -hmm. And when errors happen and there's no screen to show us what the error was, yeah. it can be surprising and upsetting and jarring. And you get some ugly ass Christmas ornament Aww. and you're like, this isn't what I wanted at all. <laughs> Very good. It was a really cute, funny little paper, like to put yourself in the shoes of a participant who got some like jacked up Christmas yeah. ornament. Uh, and it's kind of a, it's it's useful work for the field too, to get anyone who's like doing things with Alexa to think about, you know, is what you're doing appropriate for not having a screen at all? Or maybe is this somewhere where, you know, they should have to look at their phone or go to a website or something yeah. to make sure what they're doing is what they wanted to do. Yeah. So that was the, the most computationally creative paper at the conference. I, I also wanted to highlight that we had a social event 
called yes. Who Wants to Be a Quillionaire, hosted by Robots on Typewriters. Uh, it ended up being hosted by Lee and I as Allison was on a train, but she was in chat yeah. and actively uh, participating. Yeah, barreling through the state of New Jersey. Yeah, we we still got you involved in some of our little uh, cooey games, our little Robots on Typewriters games. Mm-hmm. We played some fan favorites. Um like Google Feud, like uh, Quick Draw with Google. We had a new game called Tab Bot that I think you and I might play at some point where oh, you just yeah. try to get Clever Bot to say that a particular word. Yeah, I liked that. It a is lot. infuriating. Yeah. <laughs> because Clever Bot. I think it would yeah. be easier with other bots. Yeah. And then I we think, played yeah. the, yeah, we played the second ever uh, version of the Turing test dating game, or maybe just, I, I thought of a better name for it in an email I sent, The Botchelor. Um, Botchelor. Where so the, the like game botulism. in which me and Allison played like probably a hundred or so episodes ago, <laughs> uh, where one person plays three characters, two of which are controlled by a chatbot, and one is just an improv character, and the other person has to ask some questions like, who would you want to get dinner with if it could be anyone on earth and things like that? And you figure out who you want to date and you also try to figure out which person, which of the botchelers was a bot and which uh, which two botchelers were bots and which botcheler was actually a human. Uh, and Lee played a, a blinder of a character. He, he fooled mm-hmm. a, a heck of a lot of people into thinking that he was GPT-3 yeah, and GPT-3 was him. So that was a, a very successful Robots on Typewriters kind of on the road, our first ever live show, I would say. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it might not be the last. We may already be booked for another live show within yeah. the next uh, month. <laughs> yeah. So that's exciting. Yeah. Um that's that's kind of my my cooey roundup. I wanted to try to roll through it really quick so you could have some hat time for some of our our fan time, emails yeah. and tweets. Yeah, yeah. So we um we have been away a bit and um we have gotten some uh some communication in that time. <laughs> so once again sounds like a cease and desist. Um that's uh, no, <laughs> We've it has gotten some legal action in that time. <laughs> No, um, we had uh, uh, our um, faithful listener, Joe Isham, um, sending us some stuff. Um, one thing that he he did send us on Twitter, um, he asked um, something that I haven't even looked into, Eleuther AI. You know this? You know yeah, this? I, I've seen this. It's crossed my radar, but I I don't remember what its story is. Me neither. Um, but yeah, so he um, says, as part of my podcast withdrawal, I asked Eleuther AI where you guys have been. Here are its answers. Um, and uh, yeah, so here are some actual canonical reasons why we haven't been posting. There hasn't been, this is the prompt he fed it, um, there hasn't been a Robots on Typewriters podcast lately because Justin and Allison were, and then the completion is, busy working on the full video series of the show as well as getting a job. Yeah, it's been kind of busy. Um, I, um, I, I, you know, wish those two things were true. Um, oh, yeah, oh, wait. Instead, we've been taking this on the road and not getting jobs. <laughs> yeah. Um, it actually continues. But there will be another episode coming very soon, as they also plan to record two short episodes before their first wedding anniversary. So stay tuned for that. Um, yeah. What's our wedding anniversary? <laughs> oh. I know. I remember ages ago, we 
when we were both living in London, we talked about going into bakeries <laughs> and telling them we were planning a wedding we so we could get do free that. cake. We did talk about but it. I mean, was, we did not do it. That was something like six years ago now. Okay, so. wow. <laughs> okay, wow. We're fucking old. <laughs> um, yeah, the, the um, this Eleuther AI just really um, is kind of writing domestic fluff about us um, because some of the other answers <laughs> were uh, there hasn't been a Robots on Typewriters podcast lately because or maybe you know maybe these were curated by joe maybe he's the one <laughs> writing the domestic fluff <laughs> <Joe thing. ships. laughs> there hasn't been a robots and typewriters podcast lately because justin and allison were off having a baby and then returning to our studies at the university of texas at austin and going back to work on his book we're working on your book together i assume i'm ghostwriting <laughs> yes, your my, book <laughs> my book about just like boring uh, alexa shit <laughs> um allison had to take a few months off work and a semester off school so the robots on on typewriters podcast it's on a temporary hiatus until we get back let me skim and see if any of this is we've had an idea for a while to bring back bambi versus godzilla sounds like a tbnl bit which will be in podcast form with a live show and video later this summer justin and i will return to working on a long overdue novel <laughs> it is long overdue it that is... we've written a novel it's i know years yeah now and we still haven't written one yeah, I can't believe it. I mean, it's so easy. Just, you know, let, you know, let a bot do it for us. Um, uh, you know, there hasn't been a Robots on Typewriters podcast lately because Justin and Allison have been having a baby and trying to fit their ever-growing family into their lives. So we've got back, <laughs> we've gotten, the perspective on these is very unsettling because it's like it's someone else talking about us. So we've gotten back to playing video games instead. <laughs> <laughs> this time the narrator talk... <laughs> is just bored with our domestic life and has this time we talk about game. the lovely relationship between overwatch and pixar's coco <laughs> i it's an underexplored relationship i'll tell you that yeah one. there and then it gives some um some like time stamps and some some uh podcast notes i think of, of what is being talked about and at 2442 <laughs> the discussion topic is Digus Dickus, Yogi, and quote, a big guy singing in the night. Uh, it got less and less uh, terrifying as it went on. Digus Dickus, really bad. Um, but yeah, so that was, um, that is, you know, take it, take your pick of how, where you decide we've been. Briefly, another thing that Joe sent us was uh, some some uh a song of ice and fire book title names uh the george r r martin i have a really hard time saying the letters r r next to each other that's not what my mouth was made to do you would be an awful pirate <laughs> yeah and these were um written using text synth gptj some uh, some good ones were uh they're so long um <laughs> ooh a nip toward the bottle, how wine, whiskey, and scotch have led Robert Pattinson and Robert Downey Jr. down a dark and twisted road of Hollywood scandals, bankruptcies, arrests, rape allegations, and mayhem. I didn't like know. we're not the only uh, subjects of fanfic right now. Yeah, it's true. A night to remember how Robert Pattinson and Robert Downey Jr. Have they done something together recently? They're all over this. How Robert Pattinson and Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> tried to live off booze, drugs, and prostitution to get them through The Walking Dead. I missed their stint on The Walking Dead as well. 
A Song of Ice and Fire, a novel with the same name as the one already in the public domain, A Song of Ice and Fire, parentheses, it's for the fans. (laughs) (laughs) Song of Ice and Fire, if you want more ice and fire, you'll get some ice and fire, colon, that is, if you don't take the ice and fire away from us. This one sounds real, Um, A Song of Ice and Fire, let's play A Song of Ice and Fire and see who can die first. Um, and then finally, uh, an email that we got just this week that actually... Oh, uh, wait, I've had one other Joe Isham email oh. sitting in my inbox for like ages, and I've oh, been maybe... dying to read it, what because it? actually, uh, this is the newest menu item at Taco oh, Bell. Oh, I missed that. A robot's email. Uh, this was, it looks like a text synth uh, situation. I mixed together all the ingredients at Taco Bell and created the best meal ever. It's called... And then text synth or whatever language model goes on to say jalapeno bacon cantina burger i spent the majority of my childhood in college at a taco bell that was 100 feet long i was also (laughs) in taco bell commercials (laughs) Um, if you were in taco bell commercials don't you think they could have gotten you a bigger taco bell to get in or you know let you escape your childhood uh incarceration in a taco bell (laughs) Uh, there's some taco bell facts in here like they started out in china the canadian branch will be the first in the western world and it's already scheduled to (laughs) open in london Uh, all true oh it goes on to describe the the concept of taco bell 2.0 taco bell is more than a restaurant chain and it was designed around the taco bell experience the menu offers so much more than the taco and burrito options if you love mexican food the quote i love mexican food menu is definitely for you (laughs) it has something for everyone from chili to breakfast tacos Taco Bell 2.0 will have options that other fast food restaurants do not have. This could be the coolest restaurant ever. I like the idea of because like there's only so many Mexican fast food chains, the idea of selling Taco Bell as a fast food restaurant that will have food that other restaurants just won't have. Like you wouldn't find these tacos at your local McDonald's, would you? It's accurate. It's, you know, it it's not a lie. It also, I love this part. It does link near the end. For more information on their menu and products, please visit tacobell.ca. <laughs> the Canadian in Canada. site, because that's the first one in the Western yeah. world. Yeah, um, incredible. Um, but yeah, and then then we just got an email this week from a listener named uh, named Mike. I don't need to give his last name. And uh, yeah, he said that he is... Um, not on social media, but wanted to reach out and share an insight that he discovered while listening to old episodes. He says, Mike, you sent me into the robot's mind with this one. (laughs) I I rarely go back and listen to episodes, but I listened to both of the episodes you name dropped in this email. He said, today I happened to be listening to episode 109 NYC dipstick, uh, New York City dipstick, uh, for those who don't know what NYC stands for. And it was acknowledged that Jack is a brother to my favorite spiritualist, Eve Ward, but it was established in legendary episode 66, Chef's Kiss, that Maximilian was Eve's brother as well. Are Maximilian and Jack incestuous gay lovers now? I would love to see an episode where you try to unpack this family dynamic. I could see them being stepbrothers, maybe. That would be slightly less unsettling. And then he uh, expressed concern about ruining our canon. Oh, please. You're fine. uh, (laughs) If anyone's going to ruin our canon, it's going to be us. But... (laughs) 
after consulting the lore book, and I, I was at first like, man, am I allowed to make proclamations about the canon before remembering I am the host of the podcast? <laughs> and it is, we, we make the canon. Uh, no, I had to review this because I was skeptical and unsure. So in episode 109, New York City Dipstick, Allison also posits aren't Eve and Maximilian brother and sister. Was this not established in uh, Chef's Kiss? To which I reply, no, indeed, Maximilian's sister was the late Duchess Madeline Hicks. Madeline Hicks, I haven't heard that name in years. Uh, But Eve and Maximilian, as they say many times throughout this episode, they just exchange gifts. gifts. What a fool I am. They are not related by blood or by water. Uh, They simply exchange (laughs) gifts. Whereas Jack and Eve... Uh, Now, that's where things get more interesting. Mm -hmm. Now, at the time, there was not much lore about uh, Jack and Jake and the the kind of extended Jack universe. I think this was just around when we tried to make a Sims series and some more lore was kind of unearthed about the family there. And now a lot more is known about Jack and Jake and their, uh, their family. So I think... We might need to explore this further, but it may be hinted throughout that episode that Eve is a member of Jack's family, a, a right. sister to him in a way of speaking. But uh, I, I, I wouldn't even say not by blood, but not by their own blood. <laughs> yes. Yeah, precisely. Um yeah, and that is that is very interesting. And I think that I don't really remember exactly the implications about Eve's work in the gourmet crime family, or if, if it's just that, you know, they are they are but brothers. Um, it's it's left pretty vague, but okay. uh, Eve dropped some interesting little lines, like saying we. So the, one of the most interesting parts to me when I re-listened was Maximilian says. I didn't know you and Jack were brother and sister. <laughs> and then AI Dungeon failed to generate anything from that <laughs> line. AI Dungeon was stumped, which is rare. AI Dungeon uh, We finally is, got uh... it to generate, and when it did, it only said as narration that Eve explains their relationship. Oh my god, not it's confirming, so sketchy. Not denying. That she is leaves so it really sketchy. vague. Uh, but she d- says something along the lines of like, uh, she's that... Kayla, the ghost that she met in that episode, was the first she's met since she came into this world. Mm. It's kind of unclear what Eve meant by that either. Like, it's, is it the first ghost she's ever encountered since she's been born? Unlikely. Is she, is she in kind of some new new world, new lifestyle that's going to expose her to more ghosts? Right. Uh, I think this is where we might start to tease this out. I think it's time yeah. we return to New York. Yeah, and yeah, so we are transitioning on into the uh, the trashy toy here, and if you can guess, we are going to play AI Dungeon. We are aware it's also the last toy that we did, but hey, it's been a while, and how else are you going to continue this story? We got to get back to New York. I, I believe this was in my AI Dungeon, and I think I might have it. Oh, so we could we could continue. Yeah, I have it right here. We could continue oh my God. the yeah. New York City dipstick adventure. Hit me with it. Oh wait, did we continue this before or did we? Did, did we, we continue, continue that with one Mario? with Mario? <gasps> we totally did. There was something about a bus driver. Beckham Roy is that the bus driver? Yeah. <laughs> oh, and was he related to Ireland Roy? 
Yeah, he was the London Cockney bus driver. Oh my God, that's right. Wow, I don't remember what happened in this one. I'm I'm just going to add a bunch of narration to kind of undo a lot of this story. (laughs) I do remember this end scene here where it like seemed like, is it Kayla and Eve were flirting or is it? (laughs) The love octagon gets back on the bus. (laughs) Okay. Months have passed. Time has healed wounds and seen other relationships fade away. Maximilian is back in New York at Eve Ward's home for the evening, wondering what's really been going on, who Eve is, how she knows Jack, and what secrets her past holds. That's the end of what I wrote. It goes on (laughs) to say, one thing is for sure. Something is going on between Kayla and you, and she is not telling you about it. Who's you? You? I don't think there was ever, I feel like if there's two people that there was never anything going on between, it's Kayla and Maximilian. I think that's correct, yeah. So, yeah, Eve is kind of put on right now that, like, Maximilian's home, at her home with, like, a lot of questions about her past. Meanwhile, Kayla's, like, you know, there's some tension, unresolved tension there. Okay, so Maximilian and Eve are just hanging out. Um. (laughs) As we've established in a previous episode. It's past four to five, so we've had our four to five wine. <laughs> it's past happy hour. It's always cocktail hour. <laughs> it's morning where I where where I am. Uh, I had a great like existential horror with that line, where I was like, "It's morning where I am" is probably just some like random throwaway line that someone said to clever bot. You know what time is yeah. it for you? It's morning where I am, but. Cleverbots existed since like the mid '80s. The person that said oh. that may well have like said that to Cleverbot as a teenager. Uh, got married, had kids, had a you know a career, oh a divorce, seen their kids go to college, maybe have kids of their own, and died since they said oh my that. God. And we're hearing like a dead man's <laughs> echoing voice through Cleverbot. Very Butt. weird. Um, so uh, uh, Eve Ward says. <laughs> Now you've got me self-conscious about my Eve voice. I can't even remember (laughs) what it is. Look, no matter what voice you do, it will be canonically correct. Fair. Oh, Maximilian. Both because you canonically play Eve, but also because you've done every other voice for her already. (laughs) Oh, Maximilian, darling, I have a gift for you. A gift? Uh, Eve replies, yes, I want you to have this as a symbol of our newfound relationship. It was handmade by a friend of mine. Um, all right, yeah. That I I see where this is going as the narrator, but Maximilian most certainly does not. What what is what is their newfound relationship? Has anything changed? I I don't know. I think I think Eve is trying to is pretty clearly to me trying to push like a gourmet family ring mm. on Maximilian. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I and I think she's implying the newfound relationship is that he is joining the, okay. the cannibal brotherhood. Well, but I, I don't gonna... know if Maximilian knows that that's, <laughs> that's what's what I was gonna yet. say. I I can't remember what was ever like clarified between Maximilian and Jack if like he is. If he understands the scope of of operations and like if he understands what getting involved means or like if he even said he would become part of the family, I have no idea. Yeah, I think he's always been kind of wanting to get closer to Jack, but Jack is just not able to be what Maximilian wants him to be for both obvious and like personal character or like personal like uh, 
social skill reasons. Right. <laughs> what are you going to do when you get out of here in an elevator is also one of my favorite things to ever come out of AI Touch. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> I really need to start using that when I said it in the episode. <laughs> Maximilian Nielsen says, I'm really not sure what you mean. Our relationships is what it's always been. We exchange gifts. No, no, darling. I'm talking about a present that you can keep. Something that you can always count on. You're silent as you wait for her to continue. I think uh, AI Dungeon is inviting itself to be the next. <laughs> yeah, go ahead, AI Dungeon. I <laughs> yeah. think you know what you You don't need to pause. Go on. <laughs> Have you called the ghost hunters yet? Huh? You've replied, AI, no, really, AI Dungeon, go on. Oh, yeah, please. Yeah, why even stop yourself? <laughs> Eve replies, I remember you saying you were going to call the ghost hunters. You have them on hold, right? <laughs> hold? Hold who? <laughs> really good. Eve gets exasperated and starts to get angry. Okay, this is interesting. Now, Kayla was a ghost hunter at one point. That was like and her ghost, original. Yes. Yeah. I can't remember if she was always a ghost and a ghost hunter or if she became a ghost, but she like she was Kayla the ghost hunter. Yeah, I think I think it was implied that she like became ghostified while hunting ghosts and still has a lot of like self-hatred yeah i love the idea of trying to just like be on a phone call with maximilian and being like can i put you on hold for a second and he's like hold who (laughs) just absolutely exasperating to have a business (laughs) transaction with him I think he's trying to be deliberately uh, obtuse right now to yeah. to drag out this conversation because they exchange gifts and he yeah. does not have a gift for oh, you. He does not have a gift. I want to know what hint you were dropping when you said, I have a gift you can always count on. <laughs> Is it a ring with a finger in it? I'm loving how much... AI Dungeon loves Kayla as a character and is trying to shoehorn her back in at any opportunity. (laughs) Yeah, Evord, as she got exasperated and started to get angry, says, um, just tell me what you think of my gift, Maximilian. Oh, right. Sorry. You think for a moment and try to remember what you were planning on doing. (laughs) Looking around Um, the room at what I can give her as a gift. Goddamn gift. (laughs) Let's see if I remember how to, like bend gpt to my will by setting it up (laughs) maximilian nielsen opens the gift while covertly putting the ghost hunters on speakerphone maximilian says quote oh maximilian nielsen's it's a (laughs) it did not work out i I tried to make it say oh it's a hello is this the ghost hunters yes my name is maximilian nielsen i'm calling about the job you posted a few days ago Job. <laughs> He's been like uh, crashing on he Eve's tried couch. To call them covertly, but <laughs> he thought putting them on speakerphone would make it so they could hear everything. But it ended up that he, everyone could just hear them. <laughs> I like the idea that what was really happening is that Eve is just trying to get Maximilian to like pay fucking rent because he's been crashing with her. He doesn't have a job. He's just She's a dandy. Like serving him rent like it's serving him court papers. <laughs> Why don't you just unwrap this gift and see what's in there? <laughs> oh, wow, my electric bill. <laughs> oh, wow, your electric bill. 
I kind of want to let it go because I want. I feel like I want something more from this ghost hunter on the other end. Oh yes, Mister Nielsen, I've been waiting for your call. I was wondering if you had decided what you wanted to do about it. <laughs> well, that's a good question. What does he want to do about it? Does he want a job with the ghost hunters? Are these like real? Are these like <laughs> now? Are these? Does Eve know that these are like fakey fake ghost hunters and they're but they would like pay him a salary somehow. What are you talking about, babe? Who are you going to call <laughs> the ghost hunters of New York? <laughs> you know, the ghost hunters. We live in that big fire department or whatever it is. I don't know. I've never seen Ghostbusters. <laughs> you know, they're always fighting the Michelin man. <laughs> yeah. We got three Michelin stars <laughs> from fighting the Michelin right. man. I think... <laughs> he drops stars as loot. Maybe Maximilian's trying to, like get Kayla back into the fold here and that's why he's trying to like apply to be a ghost hunter. Mm, okay. Maximilian Nielsen says, yes, I think I'll take the job after all, but first I need to open this present from Eve. Okay, open the gift. Yes, okay, I'm opening it. <laughs> Eve's voice comes through the phone. Honey, can you give Mr. Nielsen the door of the house? This is Eve on the <laughs> other end of the phone. Oh, wait, you wait, wait. In. It's like a three-way conference call, so we wait. can hear it through Maximilian's phone on speakerphone. Wait a second. No, no, no. I think I think this, you know, we you want a complicated family <laughs> dynamic. You got a complicated family dynamic. I already dynamic. know what you're going to say, and I Eve's love it. Eve's voice comes through the phone. It might sound a lot like her, but it's not actually her. So this man, this ghost hunter, is married to, I assume, Eve's sister, who is currently oh. unidentified. <laughs> Where did you think I was going? That was going. <laughs> I thought you were going to imply that, like, complicated family dynamic, this person lives with Eve and is, like, in a different <laughs> room. In the so she's room. yelling down the hall. <laughs> no, I think this is someone else. This is this is a ghost hunter guy, some guy. But I think he's he's Eve's brother-in-law. All right, yeah. I think I think Eve would recognize that voice then. Yeah. I don't want to give him a name. I want his name to I want AI Dungeon oh, to give yeah. me his name. And her name. <laughs> oh, well, here, okay. Eve says, oh, God, I forgot my sister was married to the godforsaken ghost hunter. She can never stay out of my business. He doesn't need a tour. He needs a job. Hello? <laughs> do, do you need the tour again? Eh, you explain, comma. Go on, GPT-3. Yeah. You, you have something you <laughs> You're a big say. boy. I need someone to help me do the repairs around the house and take care of the place while I'm away. Repair? Yes, it's in terrible condition. Oh, perfect. This is fine. If it's going to get him out of the house and working, whatever works. So Maximilian's just going to be the like live-in maid at Ghostbusters HQ. He's a fucking pool boy, more like. <laughs> he shows up and he's like, where's the pool? And they're like, this is, it's, sir, this is a New York City fire department. <laughs> the pool's in the back, of course. <laughs> oh, my fucking God. Maximilian Nielsen says, Oh, perfect. I'll be fixing the place up. The perfect chance to use the present Eve got me. A, perfect. <laughs> I'm just about to get some carpenters to come over. Okay, I'll meet you there when I'm done with this. I love the carpenters. <laughs> Ooh, will Karen be there? <laughs> Eve's like, yes. I mean, it's would, would that be a safe place for a famous ghost to show up at <laughs> Ghost Hunter HQ? <laughs> Well, I mean, if they're famous, you're gonna let them hang around. If they're, they're, you know, fucking random, ugly Slimer or whatever his name is, 
want to kick his ass, but like if Karen Carpenter showed up, you wouldn't bust her. What if the yeah Ghostbusters six? They're just like fucking. I don't know. Karen Carpenter's here. <laughs> Maximilian kneels and hangs up the phone and finally opens the gift. Moments oh later, who's saying this? Do you <sighs> think maybe it's um, Maximilian showing up at the yeah? What's the fucking? How's gift? the house? Oh great! I didn't realize how much work it was gonna need, but now that I'm here, oh no, wait, that's Maximilian. I think that would be yeah. So maybe this is actually Eve. This is him coming home from his first day. Maybe Eve saying, How's "Moments the later, <laughs> several days." <laughs> How's the house? Oh, great! I didn't realize how much work it was going to need, but now that I'm here, I think I can finish it in a few days. <laughs> well, that's good. How much is he paying you? <laughs> how much is my brother-in-law, who does not have a name or an identity, paying you? <sighs> Maximilian Nielsen says, "Who is that guy anyway? How do you know him?" Oh, he's just a friend of mine from the police academy. Oh, sorry, I was doing the wrong voice. It should have been more like. Uh, perfect. I was just about to get some <laughs> carpenters to come over. He can't. He can't be here. I thought we, like, canonically, like, killed Roboto. Something happened to him last time. He was in the, the Andrew Lloyd Webber one, and I don't remember what happened exactly. Uh, <laughs> He's just a friend from the police academy. I didn't realize you got along with any of the guys there. <laughs> oh, I don't, honey. I think this Believe is- me. <laughs> I think this is your chance to finally explain, like, you as Eve, like, th- that is my brother-in-law, that lady yeah. is my sister. Eve says, oh, I don't. It's just that he's my brother-in-law. My sister is his wife. Oh, I see. Well, I'll leave you to it then. <laughs> she he leaves her to clean the house now that he knows that she's <laughs> related to them. <laughs> You nod at him and start to leave. You tell him over your shoulder as you close the door. As as you're closing the door, you're like, hey, over your shoulder. <laughs> over your shoulder. It's just a warning. What was the fucking gift? <laughs> we need to figure this out. Maximilian Nielsen says, wait, I forgot to bring the gift that you, sent, you got me. <laughs> okay. Could you pass it to me? You pause. Of course. You walk back in and find him fumbling with his bag. He pulls out an oblong box and holds it out to you. You take it from him and ask. That would be Eve saying I feel it? like you have to be asking your brother-in-law that. Yes. Even okay. though he's not here. <laughs> Is this from your wife? He nods and smiles. Surprised she didn't tell you. She's always been close to you. And this is where you get to explain whether or not that is true. Was the gift a job? <laughs> <laughs> hands him a box at that exact moment the phone rings eve says she has always been close to me always hanging over my shoulder and meddling in my business oh my wife's like that with everyone i suppose just wish she'd stop hanging around you what does she want what doesn't oh eve starts to laugh what doesn't she want some tasty family drama oh man I'm I'm dying to know what what all caused this and like how like Eve is not the kind of person to get like this. <laughs> Maximilian Nielsen says, "What kind of business of yours did she meddle in?" She wants to be involved in all my businesses from what I can tell. Sounds like a controlling 
woman. Well, <laughs> she can't be in control of everything, can she? Maximilian always says the word woman with a bit of distaste just because it's not a man. I thought he was about to say bitch and then he realized like, oh, <laughs> his wife's here. <laughs> or his her husband's here, rather. Isn't it wild that women can have husbands? Blows my mind all the time. <laughs> nice little aside. <laughs> Hold on, I, I need to sneak Oko. this in. Maximilian Nielsen Thank says, you. wait, Eve, what's your <laughs> sister's name, by the way? Elizabeth. Uh, yeah, I almost forgot she was your sister. <laughs> wait, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> that must be Maximilian. Oh, yes, I almost forgot she was your sister. What's she do for a living? Uh, let's let AI Dungeon yeah. answer that, too. She's a doctor. What? She, she ain't... What she know about taking care of houses? Nothing, Nothing actually. actually. <laughs> <laughs> Forgot that this one was Maximilian Nielsen. <laughs> Canonically, like almost all versions of him have been. Oh, oh yes, and her husband. What's your name again? Ben. Hmm, I already know a Ben, and he's a friend of a friend of mine. <laughs> Maximilian is friends with Justin because I think canonically you and I might have been in a uh, maybe not I don't know but he also has a weird social policy of only knowing one person by each name <laughs> and can't even be friends with anyone it's like yeah. I exchange gifts with Eve Ben is a friend of a friend but what does Elizabeth do a friend of a friend of mine is from, uh, it's not from, but it is a line in um, my spooky Halloween song that I did a few years ago. I, I feel <laughs> I like I don't that. hear that phrase a lot. What's his name? Fred Snake Fingers. Yeah. He is a friend of a friend of mine and his father was the mayor. It's true. It is true. Um, but what does Elizabeth do? The mayor of East Town. <laughs> Are we going to let it? Oh, E.I. Yeah. Dunchin. E.I. <laughs> What? <laughs> I already know. Uh, but what does Elizabeth do? She's a doctor too. I already said really? That. What kind? Surgery. Hmm. Interesting. How do you know Ben, and what does he do? Maximilian <laughs> is just so simple. How do you know my boss, and what does he do for a living? <laughs> Oh, he's a ghost hunter, obviously. Well, he at least is like HR for the ghost hunters. He hired the pool boy. Eve says, Maximilian, he's my brother-in-law, and he works for the ghost hunters. Oh, yes, of course. I just assumed it was a man. <laughs> After a brief pause, you ask, What's so interesting about Elizabeth being a surgeon? <laughs> is this like a riddle for the two of them, or is this like no complaining? Idea. Maximilian Nielsen says, Oh, I know what's interesting about it. You talk to the dead, but she tries to keep them alive. What? I know a lot about doctors and their speciality. You see, they... Before he can get into great detail, you stop him and begin shouting, What? Uh, <laughs> has this touched a nerve that, like... I'm... <laughs> But how? I'm she just she's it out. the black sheep of the family, maybe, and, and her sister's a surgeon and she's just a hippy dippy ghost hunter. I'm still trying to work in like does something about the cannibal aspect I know, where have is anything it? to do with it. Oh, but you know, if one what if if one was a surgeon, what do you got access to? I'm just saying, yeah. bodies. Yeah. 
bodies. Bo- <laughs> Some reason that sounded like Kobe. <laughs> Body. Maybe, yeah, I can't tell if Eve is getting like protective because he's asking or if she actually. Or if she's just getting exasperated. Yeah. Like she's been trying to give him the cannibal ring. She's trying to say like, look, my my sister is a uh, a surgeon. Like this is, Jack's not my sister. Elizabeth mm-hmm. is not my, or Jack's not my brother. <laughs> Elizabeth's not my sister. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm trying to induct you into this family and you are just too lost to see <laughs> what's happening. Too pure. I think you need to uh, broach the topic of the gift one more time yeah. to see if he, see if it can be revealed what it was and like how it relates to all this. Eve thrusts the gift towards Maximilian one more time and shows him the open box. Maximilian, you must take my gift. Oh, of course I, he says, and then notices her action. He looks at you and back to the box and opens it himself. He takes out the necklace and a small card and hands it to you. Oh, what you does gain the no card points. say? <laughs> we gained no points. I need to know what the card says. I, I, I need to narrate it. Yeah. It's going to be like, the card says Elizabeth is a surgeon. <laughs> it's her <laughs> surgeon business card. Eve turns the card over and faces it towards Maximilian. It has a monogram with the letters JG. <gasps> Maximilian only knows one person by those initials, <laughs> and that's you. <laughs> you take the card and flip it over and read it out loud. The gift of music can mean everything and also nothing. Yes, I know that feeling. <laughs> uh, okay, so so it's I think necklace. I need to carry on. And yeah. Wait. <laughs> the game music. When did you get into music? <laughs> Wait, Jack, when did you get here? About a week ago. I think Eve's asking this one. <laughs> this is just her house. People coming uh-huh. in and it. And how long are you going to stay? As long as it takes. Good, good. We have so much to discuss and catch up on. <laughs> Eve's just like, what the fuck? I... Just not only couch surfing here for far too long now, just inviting others to do the same. <laughs> we have so much to catch up on, but now I believe the four of us need to have a meeting. Please come to my house in an hour. I really look forward to seeing you again, Wolf. Who is Wolf? Who is Wolf? Maybe the husband's yeah, name which, was Ben Wolf. Which of Eve? Related ben and to Jack. Wade? I think it's actually, wait, yeah, he didn't remember Wade Wolf, but he's like, oh, I can't call you Ben. I already know someone named Ben. You'll be <laughs> yeah. called Wolf now. Yeah. Um. Okay. Who does he mean by the four of us? Uh, Ben, Eve, Jack, and himself. Oh, oh, oh. He said come by in an hour, Wolf. Okay. Got it. An hour later, Ben, Jack, Maximilian, and Eve are at Maximilian's house. Everyone has decided to give their own explanation of what's going on and what their relationship is to one another. Maximilian goes first. So I think we should just lay it all out there. Even Ben know that they're brother and sister, right? <laughs> Eve nods and says, by, by, by law, but yes. <laughs> I like that Maximilian starts by explaining that two other people, one of whom he just met, are related by blood. <laughs> Eve Ward says, by marriage, but yes. 
Well, then the rest of you don't need to know the details. I'll just say we've all been close friends since childhood, and this is just another extension of that. (laughs) No, Maximilian, we were trying to get somewhere. We were trying to do something here, darling. (laughs) Yeah, I I got this. Eve goes next. She explains (laughs) how she's known you since she was a little girl and has always had a crush on you, but you never paid any attention to her. Um, no, she doesn't. I'm undoing that one. I think you've got it from here. (laughs) Ben has no implication in the gourmet family or yes, or has, or we don't know yet. Uh, it's unclear. Okay. We suspect that his wife does. We strongly suspect that his wife does. Right. Okay. Uh, she explains, I am part of Jack's gourmet crime family and Maximilian and I exchange gifts. Yes, and I'm part of Ben and Elizabeth's, Ben says. <laughs> Very cute, actually. Aww. Yeah. Well, we, ha- we don't have much, but we have each other. Aww. We're our own crime family. <laughs> Sometimes a crime family is one married couple without kids. What are you going to say? What are you, what are you going to say to that? I'm, look, I'm, it's just me and my wife out here. What are you going to do? <laughs> Jack goes last, explaining who his family is and what they do. He explains that it's time for Maximilian to join the family. Do you accept our offer to join us? He asks. It's not like I have much of a choice, he says. I'm sure you both know how this works. Because I don't. (laughs) Yes, but do you is the question. We are trying to make sure you're clear. On this. Wait, I, now I'm going clear? I didn't know this was a Scientology thing. <laughs> no, no, no. That's what Jake's into now. It's a wacky little thing. <laughs> that was all like Jake's a wacky little thing. <laughs> Jake is a wacky little thing. I like that they got the like Maximilian, the one person who would probably be most inconspicuous with like a a weird like <laughs> uh, blood ring on his finger. They gave him a necklace. <laughs> It's like a fucking amulet. <laughs> I think maybe he just wears too many rings that they were like, There's yeah, he can't put on another rings. one. He His fingers are already full up. Jack says, I think it's time for you to put on the necklace, Maximilian. Become part of the family for real. You look at the necklace and try not to looking, try not to looking at her. After a couple seconds, you force yourself to take the necklace and put it around your neck. Jack puts a hand on Maximilian's shoulder and says, Jack puts a hand on Maximilian's shoulder and says, that's my boy. Welcome to the family. The AI doesn't know what to say. <laughs> Alter, undo, or try again. Try it again. Oh my God, the AI is stumped. Intr- that's so weird. Why would that, why would it hate that? I mean, like, just say something else. Maximilian says, so what kind of crime should I do first? It's it's simple, really. All you have to do is go somewhere and steal something that isn't yours. We'll give you instructions. Eve says... All right, I think we can end it there. Yeah. And then Eve will probably yeah. say, also, you have to eat people. <laughs> oh. oh, wait, this is yeah. actually where that Eve says, that's actually all I have to say. You'll learn more as time goes on. Yeah, we ain't got nothing else to teach you, Ben adds. All right, well... That that makes it more clear that I think the only people who were ever blood related in this universe <laughs> at all for sure are uh, Maximilian and the Duchess who is uh, 
who's long been dead. Yeah. Also, possibly, I, I feel like Jack and Jake might actually be brothers. I've always thought they were actually brothers. Yeah, they, they definitely are. They were raised together on the farm, for sure. I hey, kinda, it's me, Jack. I, we How need their doing, dark Justin? backstory. We didn't get day, a chance but... to talk, you and me, actually, in this one. I was just ta- busy talking to everybody else. But how have uh, you been, buddy? Oh, no, I thought you I, I thought you were trapped within no, the confines no, of the RPG. No, no, not when you're here. I can always tell when you're here. I, I and I gotta reach out and say hi to my buddy. How have you been? I've been trying to get further away from you, Jack. Is that why you guys haven't been recording much? Were you you were afraid of me? Why, why are we luckily for me you don't manage to get into my life when we're not when the mic's not on oh is that what you th- that's i'm sorry i haven't made myself more apparent that's that's really on me that that you haven't known i was there <laughs> okay i'll be keeping an eye out anyway i'm gonna i'm gonna hand it back over to allison so you guys can tie up uh, <laughs> tie up tie up <laughs> tie. So you guys can you, you know what i mean uh yeah no that that was <laughs> that was Jack with uh with the hits, um, well <laughs> uh, I forget how you how you tie up. <laughs> we have a video challenge. Oh oh that's right. Gucci. If you would like to get into contact with us like <laughs> our good friends did, um, you can do a couple of things. You can email us at robots at backcamp.org or you can tweet at us at robot typewriter and we do have a theme song and it is called Video Challenge by Anamanaguchi. And as a as a final as a final last line here, here. And it on Jack turns to you and says after everyone's like, that's all that's all there is to it. You just gotta steal something, Maximilian. Go for it. You you can do it, big guy. <laughs> Jack turns around to you and says, well, what have you got to say, Max? You look over at the (laughs) necklace around your neck and then back at the four of them. You don't really have much of an option here. Now, he thinks, is the crime family just about crime? It's not, it's about cannibalism, isn't it? It's a cannibal business, yeah. Um, Well, okay, here's what I think. Here's what I think Jack thinks, um, because Jack has always been a very public proponent of the cannibal factory. You know, he doesn't <laughs> he think that that's like anything. A gateway to- crime. Yeah, like he doesn't think there's anything to be ashamed of about that. That is his like public facing business. <laughs> And he he's using that as a front for the rest of, for you know the big like global crime the big I stuff think. like money laundering yeah exactly he's he's laundering money through his cannibal factory <laughs> yeah he he doesn't want anyone to know that he's making all this money through you know yeah. uh, selling gray label goods on the yeah, internet so yeah. his front for all of that is a cannibal yeah, factory yeah he you know it's stylish right exactly yeah, yeah. it's gourmet. It's gourmet. That's their catchphrase. And you really, you'd you'd think that the police would be more onto the Cannibal Factory as a gourmet outfit because their public catchphrase is, it's gourmet. I feel like they, their public like sale is like in little cans and everyone just thinks it's cat food. Yeah, exactly. But it is clearly labeled like he's not a monster. (laughs) There's a cat on the front, but it de- <laughs> that's it just, just the design. Yeah, he just he, he likes cats. Everyone's like, well, it's gourmet. So, well, uh, yeah, and he's actually rather disappointed that most of his food gets fed to cats and not people because <laughs> that's his that's his passion. Anyway, I'm Rod Serling. Have a good night.